Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. There may be no kickoff date set just yet for the XFL. There might not even be CFL football guaranteed anytime soon. But hot damn, if there isn't a ton of stuff you need to know this week. This is episode 174, a new co-production. Bryant, there's a lot on the plate today. Lots to chow down on when it comes to XFL news, USFL news, CFL news. It all ties back into one big old football talking show. This is the week. This right here, right now, football fans, is the week the country was reopened and buffets are open because the XFL gave us a full serving and we ca- we thought we were done. We came back for more. We thought we were done. We came back for more. Just kept happening. Uh, you don't like my analogy, I can tell. Either way, it was an exciting week uh, for Buff- the XFL. Buff- buffets, I just can't do anymore because I'm I don't I'm not up to it. Vegas I mean, I, has I, full I, serve I, buffets. They just serve it to you. That's great. I I, I just can't handle them. I'm 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 a weakling now. I just I'm 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 getting. Oh, you can my drink old soda? age can't even do that anymore. Maybe when old the Pirates age. win the pennant one day. But let's talk about let's talk about things we can do. We can get you informed on all the things that went down with the XFL this week in terms of ooh new people behind the scenes you need to know about. Maybe some plans that they have confirming some of the conversation we had with Mike Mitchell maybe last week. Lots of stuff to get into with the XFL. Of course, the USFLs now on the tip of our tongues, and the CFL has some big things coming up in just the next week. So let's get at it. 724-565-4XFL is the phone number for you to call or text anytime, 24-7-365. That's the XFL fan line, and you are welcome to hit us up on that. Leave a text or a voicemail if you want, and we'll play it on the air maybe. Just hit us up there anytime you want, or do it the old school way. No, wait, that's the old school that's way. That's the old school the way. School way. <laughs> I don't know where I'm living anymore. This TikTok that she's got on all the time is rotting my brain. We're not on TikTok yet, but we are on Twitter, Instagram, and all the social media gimmicks besides TikTok. At XFL Show, if you want to reach out to us that way. And we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcasts.com to get your own podcast started today. Or if you have a friend who you've heard wants to start a podcast, you should direct them there because that's where they'll get a really, really awesome producer to work with them personally on their show, take away all the technical issues that a lot of people face at a really low rate. It's at prettyeasypodcasts.com. It's a great solution for people who are just starting to do their first podcast for the first time, Brian. Yeah, because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Maybe you should do it with like prettyeasy.podcasts. 
Oh, that'd be a yeah, because they're letting you do that now, right? Yeah. Should they, and they, like like our new uh, YouTube uh, URL is what? What XFL XFL show? XFL show. If you want to watch the show on YouTube, the archives are all on. there. If you want to hear a USFL show, check it out. If you want to hear us talk about taxes? Uh, see, we were talking about uh, you want to see Alan with hair, all that stuff. Um, that was never the case on this show. <laughs> see, I'm warming, I'm warming up because now you're talking about buffets, and I got to get in buffet shape because I'm coming out west towards you. In Me just too. A Getting ready few here. Weeks. <laughs> all right, let's t- let's take a dunk around some social media in the XFL world this week. So the XFL, of course, still in negotiations with the CFL, and we're as XFL fans keeping an eye on that league and. They had a big thing go down uh, last week. We talked a little bit about it. The Edmonton Elks, the Edmonton football team, finally gets their nickname. And people are digging the Edmonton Elks, Brian. According to their color analyst, Dave Campbell, the Elks executive director of marketing told him that the amount of merchandise the Elks sold in just the first seven days, the first week of the nickname's existence officially, equaled... Three straight home games, really good home games, at the gate revenue for the Elks. So that's that's a big hit. That's good. And we all talk about yeah. the CFL relies on fans in the stands. Yeah. Well, good thing the Elks are making some money. That's good for yeah. the league. Rumor has it that all teams are now petitioning to get their names changed to be able to regenerate revenue so the 2021 season can actually start. Uh, I'm it's always a good to- idea. Right, always. always. That's why LeBron's change going the, to number six. Exa- exactly. exactly. Change the team name, change your number. That just gets more. You got to get the new thing. Everybody more money, has to buy it. round, circle, all good things. Positive. That's great. Good home. for the Elks. Uh, I would have preferred for Elk Hounds. I know, no Hounds. I, I dig the logo like we said last week. The antlers on the side. I'm still confused of whether or not elk was already plural, whatever. It's still pretty cool. Maybe in a couple years, I'd be like, you know what, guys? We messed up. Elks. Is actually should just be elk. So we're reselling all this merchandise again that says elk. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the S. Get the S out. Get it out. Congratulations. Get to that all the S out of here. Elks fans. And uh, we look forward to watching them play, hopefully in August. Uh, also this week, Bryant, we got some action on Twitter stemming Oops. from our USFL conversation. And uh, Clement on Twitter asked what eight-ish teams would you pick for the league apparently fox have bought the old brands we'll get into that in just a moment personally i like i think the memphis showboats are an obvious and fun choice to return i dig the memphis showboats for sure clement but if i'm i'm not going to give you eight teams because there's a lot to go through there that's like a whole segment we might do later on in the show but for sure pittsburgh maulers baby pittsburgh maulers oh my god it would be so great to be able to go to pro football in the spring in Pittsburgh right now instead of watch the Pirates, Bryant, as you just watch the Dodgers sweep their asses. <laughs> I only wish I could watch a, a decent team right now. Maybe right. the Maulers uh, would give me that. First of all, I'm going to give our man uh, Clement here some credit. Did you see his actual like handle on Twitter? It's Clement, Clement is, is my, my name. Almost like, like Clementine. It. I don't know. It's good. I like it. Uh, ooh, who would I pick? I mean, obviously, you're going to have to go with the Express, right? The LA Express, it's like just the thing to go with. Pretty rad. I mean, Tampa Bay Bandits rolls off the tongue or the lips more like it. The Tampa Bay Bandits, I love it. 
Cool b- logo. B- 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 what is this, Waterboy? What, what are you doing here? Tampa b- 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 Bandits. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. And you could do like the b- 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 Bandits. <laughs> I mean, that'd be rad. There's so many good names in the USFL catalog. And it's hard to choose. It's going to be tough to whittle them down. We'll see how many teams they actually launch with, whether they actually launch. But thanks <laughs> for the question there, Clement. And we're excited to talk some more USFL with you each week as that thing uh, develops. Uh, XFL fan line text came in this week that I like, Brian. I wanted to tell you, Terry hit us up. Or no, sorry, not Terry. Dale in New Iberia was the one I chose. Dale in New Iberia said, Waste of time, USFL. Nothing you do will be as electric as The Rock and Danny's XFL. So there's Dale in New Iberia has already chosen sides, Bryant. This is the XFL show. Obviously, our allegiance is with the XFL, but I'm, I'm not poo-pooing the USFL and saying it's a waste of time. I'm interested. I am a Bro Bridge kind of guy instead of a New Iberia guy. Oh, but yeah. Bro Bridge is, is definitely a, a more kind of a social hangout spot. New Iberia is those, where, the real, where the real stuff is down there in, in South Louisiana. We, we, we res- love and respect them. Hopefully, they get a USFL team. Maybe, maybe in Lafayette. <laughs> yeah maybe that'd be great lafayette uh they've uh they've they've been on the the downward spiral since a famous radio host left that place um look i'm not drawing battle lines i said it last week to me the usfl is not like the aaf and maybe as a com- competitor for the xfl sure but the aaf came out and said we're the greatest thing ever to have happened to spring football blah blah blah, blah. usfl's like hey we're coming back with this thing see you in a couple weeks we're gonna come Stay back tuned. and be slow yeah and I saw a YouTube comment, too, that someone even suggested, hey, maybe the USFL could even just play in, you know, February to May and then XFL, CFL take over from there. I mean, they all year all three, round football. That's would be my dream, baby. But uh, appreciate all the love and support on social media, whether it's at XFL show or on that XFL fan line. Uh, thanks, everybody, for reacting to the shows asking your questions and keep on doing that and we'll keep having fun with it but now it's time to have some fun with some news from the week and it's time for the cover two go ahead get out of here first off we'll start with the usfl i gotta stop saying it so fast because it was brian off a usfl part one of our cover two here brian uh how about this the roughnecks former president brian michael cooper which I like to say fast as well, Brian Michael Cooper, uh, is now advising the USFL. Uh, He is a lawyer, was hired to be the president, one of three lawyers that became presidents in the XFL of teams. Uh, He led the undefeated, some say uncrowned, 2020 XFL champions, the Houston Roughnecks. And then he moved on to Frost Brown Todd, a law firm, uh, a whole team of lawyers that are currently working with the Spring League, Brian Woods, who is behind the USFL reboot with Fox, of course. So uh, Brian Woods told Bloomberg Law that, yes, Brian Michael Cooper is a part of that law firm that's working with the Spring League, and they will be working with the USFL. So there you go. You have an, a former XFL president helping the USFL get off the ground would – I mean, no battle lines drawn yet, but that's that's a changing of allegiance right there, Bryant. I think the USFL just really wanted to hang out with Mr. Cooper, but um, 
I see uh, what you did there. Deep uh, cut. Again, so many um, people tied to the original XFL in 2020 are just not going to be a part of whatever the XFL is in 2022 or 2023. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we've seen this with uh, our friend of the show, Heather Brooks Carrots. We've seen it with plenty of the coaches who moved on. People move on. It's it's just what happens when, uh, one, you don't have an announcement of when you're coming back. Two, you don't even know if you're going to need team presidents anymore. We thought we needed they needed them in the way that they were doing it in 2020. But for this next iteration, the Rock and Danny Garcia's vision of the XFL, maybe team presidents aren't a thing. Who knows? We don't know what the structure is. So no reason for Mr. Cooper here to stick around. And, uh, you know, best of luck to him with the USFL. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good get for the USFL. And that's something that is going to be a theme today. We're talking about the people behind the scenes, the people that help develop the league are the people that help the league grow the most. They plant those seeds. They do all the groundwork. Uh, Brian Michael Cooper was a part of that in Houston. They grew a pretty awesome fan base. Obviously, their winning helped, but he did a great job, I thought, with the XFL. And that's a good get for the USFL. The XFL, some new people behind the scenes there we're going to talk about in a little bit, and that is so important when we're talking about Brian's favorite part of a, a football league. That's the this early stages, the development, the, the, the pre-kickoff stuff. Who's all working on it? You need to have smart, hardworking, solid people, and uh, Brian Michael Cooper, one of them for the USFL, uh, the other piece of USFL news we want to get to this week in the cover, too. Still part of part one here, Brian. It's a two-parter part one. The trademarks. The trademarks filed by the USFL. They Nearly 100 of them, including league logos and team city nick and nicknames. Team city nicknames. So multiple variations of the nicknames attributed to different cities as well, which was interesting going through this. You also saw some cities in there that I don't believe were a part of the original USFL, like Portland and Orlando and Austin in there. Um, but I believe all the old nicknames were in there. I, I, first thing I looked for was, are Pittsburgh Maulers there? Yes, they were there. You had Breakers, Boston Breakers. You had your showboats. You had your gold, Denver. So those are all locked up, Generals. They're all locked up, uh, but of note here, Brian, I did not see any logos for any of the team nicknames on those trademarks that were filed. Yeah, they might be using some of the old logos. Maybe that's the case, right? They're using the old logos and implementing them. Uh, they stuff that designed them. It's a lot of work that goes into logo creation, as you can see. It's not just something you just, you know, be like, ooh, I'm going to create a logo. So maybe that's, they want to get the names out there and then the logos to follow. Yep, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, it looks like the old USFL logo is at least trademarked. We don't know if that will be the official new logo. I hope so, but we'll keep an eye out on it. And yeah, that ties into what uh, Clement asked us or Clement asked us about the team names coming back. They're all there for the taking. They all may be, may be back or at least a handful of them. We'll see which ones they actually go with. Uh, part two of the cover two. Let's go to the CFL now. A special week coming up for them. Uh, we're going to be busy covering it, too. We're looking to give you some, uh, not only a great show next week, maybe some bonus coverage, because on June 14th, that's next Monday, Bryant, the CFL Board of Governors is having a meeting to vote 
on the ratified 14-game schedule and CBA that was just signed by the CFLPA. So the Players Association in the CFL is good to go. And now it goes to the Board of Governors, and this will be the approval of the August 5th start, the 14-week schedule that was proposed. This is according to Dave Naylor. There's all sorts of amended CBA uh pieces as well that that are going to be changing the previous collective bargaining agreement so no preseason stuff like expansion of practice rosters uh of course depending on the uh, quarantine and travel restrictions over the border um rosters will be reduced by two players you'll have one global player per team from going down from two which is controversial I, i saw a lot of the coverage on this in canada bryant a global player means a player not from Canada or the United States. So that means a player could be from Europe. But they've they been watching be that to... Mexican soccer league, is what I got out of that because that's what Mexican, I'm seeing. You mean the Mexican football americano league? Sorry, correct. Yes, yeah. they call football actually down there. What people don't know, they call football our oh, football soccer. American soccer. It's just it's, it's really a, confusing. Yeah, that's no, they don't. One thing they don't gotta, do that. We gotta. They don't do that. But uh, yeah, like Elf. El, your, the good thing is for Elf. Our European League of Football that's kicking off next they're week. Just, they just uh, lost the guard from Hamburg is what happened. Yeah, but they're not going to get poached for more than uh, one player per one CFL player per team. team. So only so nine, nine players. players are eligible to get poached from Elf <laughs> um, and two quarterbacks. The vote on Monday also uh, from the Board of Governors. This is going to reveal what they have learned in their communications with health officials in the provinces up in Canada regarding how many fans and stands they'll actually be allowed to uh, have. So their goal is, you know, recent reports are saying 35% of the stadiums they want to be able to fill and they'll be, the, and the, they'll be comfortable having a season, the, the owners and the, the board of governors. Um, but the word is, here's the catch, Bryant, going into Monday. There's no official word from the, from the governments on the capacity just yet and it won't happen before monday before this vote so this board of governors vote is totally going on feeling and what they've been told on in their conversations so they might know like okay these the the wind is blowing with the governments they're going to open it up enough so we're comfortable let's do this thing on august 5th so we're going to find all of that out on monday and then shortly after the best part a schedule of matchups and dates and locations for the CFL season, finally, <laughs> you know I'm all about be back on Monday. I'm all about schedules and matchups and trying to break that down. And I would love to see that happen. There are Maybe a lot we'll of question make some marks. Travel still. plans. Well, if the borders are open, why not? Um, you won't even go to Vegas. What are you talking about? You just stop it. Uh, either way, I think the the league's headed t- towards what seems like a 2021 season. Seems is the key word. Uh, lots to still happen, which is weird because we're talking here on a Thursday night. The vote's happening in about three and a half days. And there's still a lot of question marks. There was even mention of possibly going to a 10-game season, and, and that's where that 35% number even makes more sense. Uh, lots of things, lots of moving parts. The CFL. There's also said, a statue that, that like the playoffs can be expanded. Like more teams could go into the playoffs. Oh, well, don't get me wrong. Short. I mean, that's, that's fine by me. But the only reason the playoffs are ever expanded for any reason is because of money. I mean, that's the CFL. More playoff games means more money. Yeah, of course. So that, that's fine. So uh, if, if they want to do that, period, I'm totally fine with it. 
it's the most anticipated CFL week in XFL history. I think it's going to be something that uh, we'll be paying very close attention to. We're going to try to get some of our friends with CFL knowledge on the show uh, to talk about whatever that vote comes out. My gut feeling is that they're going to play. But any anything that this virus has taught us is that the only thing that's predictable is the unpredict- unpredictability of it all. So I'm holding out hope for all of you. Alan, you, I'm excited because I want to see some spring football. I guess this would be summer football, but either way, some different football, and let's see what happens. Yeah, big big vote coming on Monday, so stay tuned for that and keep your eyeballs on that. If you're in the States, yeah, j- go on CFL Twitter. It's kind of a hoot. It's kind of a hoot if you follow it all, seeing the, the various opinions or opinions as, as they call them up there. And uh, I'm excited. I just want it to happen. So come on, Board of Governors. Give us a yes vote. and Let's play in August. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have good coverage of that next week for you all. Now, on to the XFL, Brian, because this is not the USFL show. This is not the CFL show. This is the XFL show. But it all might just be under the new – it might be the new co-show one day or whatever new co ends up being. What is NUCO? Time to find out in this week's Hot Read. Okay, Brian, NUCO. That is, I guess, corporate people talk for a planned new company. And we saw that on the top top part of a Zoom call this week on another Danny Garcia vaguely mysterious picture on social media the owner of the xfl one of the owners posted it on her instagram right this was an instagram joint instagram story uh, this one was more than just a sick xfl manicure people this had all kinds of clues in it that we are going to dissect right now remember we were doing this when they're having rules committees and stuff brian It, it feels just like that We've we we did th- <laughs> we did this for uh, I think when Steve Spurrier was like took a picture with Bob Soups or something <laughs> what it was and we broke At this Arby's down. or something yeah something know. like Chili's I don't know what it was uh, for sure this is gonna be fun so a Zoom call dissection or at least a picture of it uh, Danny Garcia puts this up on her Instagram stories and if you're watching on YouTube you could see see it but I recommend you probably pull this up so you could zoom in on hit that zoom button on your browser. Uh, first of all, as someone whose wife would not stop talking about her own manicure this week, uh, high standard I, I, that I was held up to this week, Bryant, because she got a really good one. And Danny Garcia, damn it, it's beautiful. Love the XFL blue in that. But that's not what this is about. It's about Nuco. Says PDF shared the top of the screen there. Nuco. Content plan and deliverables. Now, what could that be? Well, if you listened or watched last week's show with ace crack football reporter Mike Mitchell, who told us this, it gives us maybe some insight that the league is aiming to give us content all year long. That would be content plan and deliverables. So they're putting that plan together. And also, it also gives us some insight with that new co in there that the XFL and the CFL may just end up operating together under the same umbrella, just separate leagues. 
under the Nuco brand, Bryant. Nuco bringing you the CFL and the XFL. Is that official? No. But that's just something to speculate on, and that's maybe a clue that we see there in that image from Danny Garcia. I mean, that is that is exciting. Do you, do you believe it? Do you think Nuco is that umbrella company that Mike Mitchell told us about last week? Well, umbrella... <laughs> I don't know, because if you think about it, who owned the XFL in 2020? It was Alpha Entertainment, a company, umbrella company of the XFL. Yeah, they were Nuco. Yeah, so I'm not going to say that this is not a big thing, but this is also something that's probably just, hey, what are we going to call the company that runs the XFL? Can't call it the XFL? Maybe, I don't know, tax purposes. There's strange business dealings all over the place, who knows? I'm not into the whole corporate people speak when it comes to that. <laughs> but whatever the new co-company uh, name is, I think it would be very similar to what was Alpha Entertainment. The interesting thing about Nuco is not so much how it relates to the XFL, but how it relates to the CFL. Because if the CFL becomes a Nuco thing, that'll be newsworthy. Uh, also, this screen we see, this screenshot we see from Danny Garcia going back into our dissection. It says in it... I don't, Bryant, you caught it first before I saw anybody talking about this. You even mentioned this. You said, screen is being shared by Jay Rothman. Who is Jay Rothman? Who? 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 Rothman, well, Rothman, and Associates, bro. <laughs> no. Jay Rothman is a veteran producer who worked, according to Mike Mitchell, who confirmed that sources told him the former ESPN executive producer is working with the XFL. 33 years at ESPN, Jay Rothman had working on Monday Night Football, college game, football games, uh, the NFL draft, countless studio shows, a lot of productions. This guy is a wily veteran, and he's coming from the biggest sports provider in all of media in the United States, and he's working apparently in some sort of pro producer advisor capacity, according to Mike Mitchell, with the XFL and the, and the new ownership group on that call with Danny Garcia, sharing that PDF screen of the new co-content plan and deliverables. So that's one thing to take away from that Danny Garcia photo, Bryant. We're getting way more information from this one than that bathroom photo so far. I know you talk about things and me. I probably jinx myself not wanting things to age well. Uh, this photo did not age well on my wall here it's at all. still an <laughs> XFL lore forever. And if For sure. you know what that, that picture is 20 years from now, you are an XFL fan. Or at least exactly. an XFL show fan. Uh, now, what does this mean? And I think, Alan, you and I talked about it right before the show started is did Danny Garcia do this on purpose? Was it on accident? Did she mean to sh I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. Uh, to, for the XFL to be working with uh, Jay Rothman, I think is huge to bring in that type of power when it comes to knowledge and experience and relationships with distri distribu distribution, um, with production. I mean, it's endless, really, what he can bring to the table. Now, and then you saw also the people who reacted to that news, like friends of his in the industry, saying he's uh, you, everybody I saw who commented on, on it, at least on social media, said innovative, one of the most innovative and forward thinking guys, too. So 
that's also an important thing for the XFL as they look to provide us something a football league hasn't provided us with really ever, uh, you know, and that's content year round. I mean, the NFL obviously dominates all of our lives, but the, the XFL aiming to do this is, is a different thing uh, compared to even the previous XFL in 2020. And let's be real. I mean, this is just, it's not me being a spring football fan, not me being a NFL hater, because I'm not. I love the NFL. I bought a whole setup for the next season to be able to watch as many games as I could as quickly as possible next season. But how innovative is the NFL? Like, what have they done over the last 10 years that have innovated their game to the point where it's like, wow. Like, or their just... production, right? Hard Knocks has been going on for okay, a while. But... You know, that was a little different you got lot i guess lot big old traveling drafts now every year in a different city but, like the but if, kind of, if kind the in game pro if, if the in game product was at a 10 10 years ago what is it at now is it at 100 is it at a 12 i mean it's it's probably closer to 12 than it is to 100 it's better it makes watching football at home better that's why they can't sell seats half the time because watching a game at yeah. home is just better than going to the stadium Regardless. Jay Rothman, you could maybe argue, is part is one of the reasons why uh, NFL yeah NFL stadiums can't be filled anymore because the yeah. TV product is too damn exactly. good. Uh, but uh, and so that's a big a big name to get when you talk about uh, innovators and people who know what they're doing behind the scenes and content delivery. And what I'm trying to say with this is not that he's not this innovator. I think that there's ideas in his head that the XFL is probably going to want to take that chance on with him that he had with the NFL, but the NFL's like, hey, this is kind of working, so we're not going to try to break it. We're not going to have these sideline interviews because, you know, we don't need it. People are still watching, and we don't need the interviews, so why are we going to yeah. give people those interviews? There's probably a lot of things going on in his head that he said, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else and take my ideas, and, and this is the guy behind Monday Night Football, too, so it le if you talk about all the NFL productions throughout a season, I'd say... It the one that took the most swings at a different kind of presentation is Monday Night Football over the last handful of years, putting an analyst in a in a big old uh, cart above the sidelines, going you know sliding back and forth and doing things differently that way. So um, that that's the kind of person you're getting with the XFL. We'll see what they start doing content wise. I know we're all itching for something from the league. Those behind the scenes like. Mike Mitchell was talking about last week uh, a hard knock style HBO style documentaries of from the perspective of the ownership would be really interesting and of course players you have so many different stories to tell and now they have someone who knows how to tell stories working with them as we saw from this photo leaked by the owner Danny Garcia but wait there's there's more not from this photo but from XFL news this week of course Redbird Capital uh, uh, one of the owners, uh, Jerry Cardinal, uh, with Redbird Capital, big, big. We've talked about this big in the sports game in Huge. terms of business and and investments and really going for big money investments and thinking big. And this week, they hired someone who thinks big, and we're talking big with a B, like billions, because that's what this guy and got billions. for the NFL. Yes, Kevin LaForce was with the NFL, and he is now with Redbird Capital. We don't know exactly what his role will be with Redbird in terms of the XFL, 
but when you talk about him being with the group that owns part of the that's part owner of the XFL, and he is a guy that helped negotiate these ridiculous TV and streaming contracts the NFL just signed to get all the money from Disney and CBS and Fox, all of it. One hundred and thirteen billion dollars behind this name. That's that's really what it is. This guy helped the NFL land that. He also helped them with their uh, we I learned about what this thing was this week. 32 equity. The uh, that that is the league's venture capital arm basically. It's all the owners uh, collective venture capital uh, business that invests in companies and invests in products that help grow the NFL. And over the last handful of years, Kevin LaForce has been involved in that, uh, getting the NFL involved with all kinds of innovative stuff from uh, game game day uh, technology companies that are ho- hopefully going to make the experience better for fans, uh, ticketing, uh, health and wellness now with COVID, and they're 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 a part of that those investments. So really uh, forward thinker in terms of putting mo- the money in the right places. And now he's on Team XFL by way of Redbird. That's a great thing. That's a huge get for Redbird if he's going to be involved with the XFL. That's going to be uh, yet to be seen, but hopefully because, damn, that TV deal alone makes you think, yeah, this guy knows how to get what he wants. So to summarize, we have Danny Garcia's picture sheet leak that told us a bunch of stuff. Uh like the XFL is seemingly going to operate under the banner of an umbrella company similar to Alpha Entertainment did for 2020's XFL. Nuco, that name will change. Uh, the league I just, has I just one picture, of the most... I just picture, um, what is it, um, Henry Rothman from... Uh, Jay Rothman. No, no, Henry Rothenstein, Roth, what from uh, Rookie of the Year? Doing Rowan Gardner. Rosen Gardner. Rosen Bubner. Uh, doing the little Pepsi commercial. I don't know why. When I hear Nuco. I don't know. <laughs> Nuco. Oh, man. Yeah. Delicious. Sorry, My Different. <laughs> so, yeah, that's part. So, th- to summarize, Nuco, the umbrella that the XFL will operate on, apparently, or we'll see what Nuco ends up being exactly. Also, summary, the league si- is working with uh, a grizzled producer in sports media from ESPN, Jay Rothman, uh, to help roll out content planning with them as we speak what they're going to do for content and then the ownership of the league redbird capital uh just brought on one of the most important people the nfl has had over the last few years uh especially during their tv streaming deal negotiations and kevin laforce so thoughts brian on all this first up what should new cope actually be called what should the the new alpha entertainment be called there's my vote Pretty easy football. There you go. They make football uh, pretty innovative. Uh, yes. <laughs> how about pretty football. innovative football? Pretty crisp. Well, innovative is with an I, so that wouldn't work out. Um, good crisp football. Pretty easy football. Ooh, that should be our new drop. Pretty easy football. Ugh, dang, you're putting me on the spot here. What should the new company be called? The new co? Um, I mean, The Rock and... And Danny Garcia come up with really cool names. He's talking about like Terramana, uh, Zoa. Zoa is the coffee energy or the energy drink that they have. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to be something that's just, uh, well, you know what? Honestly, Alpha Entertainment was pretty cool too. 
Um, Maui Entertainment. Maui. You're welcome. Oh, how about you're welcome? Uh, incorporated. I don't know, Alan. Does it really matter what it's called? I think the biggest Dusty. part of that entire, of this entire thing, and I'm going to bring it up one more time so you can actually see what I'm talking about here, is, uh, and I might actually bring it and zoom the it in manicure. a little more. No, that the manicure is on point. I Those did not show the tips. wife. You got to learn, by the way. You got to learn, man. Um, is the fact that we are going to get something soon. And the reason I say that is because it said final. You see that? It says final. Ooh, with the final. parentheses. Yes, final.pdf. Not rough draft, not, not pitch, not... Yeah, yeah it's final. It's, final. It's, they got the plan. Execute the plan now. Exactly. Jay so, Rothman. That's just me speculating, but I feel like we might get some sort of quote-unquote new co. Uh, maybe it's... Context plan and deliverables. Maybe that's the company name, and we just don't even actually. Plan and deliverers <laughs> presents CFL football. Uh, okay, then here we go. I want some thoughts on this. Then uh, you have Kevin LaForce with Redbird now. Uh, a, I mean, he's he knows how to get money from all the networks, but then you also have Jay Rothman coming from ESPN, and by all accounts, was a, a very likable guy who was there for thirty three years. Uh, and then you also see the USFL is a Fox property. Who knows if they'll have interest in the XFL? Does that mean you think that it's a good chance the XFL in 2022 or 2023, whenever it may be, is on the ESPN family of networks again? Well, I think I, I was quoted as saying a couple weeks ago that I thought it would be NBC just because it seemed like it was aligning that way. ESPN well, Young like Rock got picked up. Yeah. They love the Rocket at NBC Universal, of course. Yeah. Um, imagine the uh, football game starting with that Universal theme, like the like that'd be great. I'd love. I would give me chills if I saw that to start an, X, an XFL game. Um, here's what I'm thinking, and this again is me speculating. That's why I get to be a podcast host. I'm not Mike Mitchell. I'm not um, uh, Dave Naylor because I don't have to report facts. I get to speculate. Call me Dave Meltzer. Um, I think Fox was like kicked off to the side a little bit and said, sorry, Fox, we liked you. We enjoyed you, but I think we're going to stick with ESPN. And that's why Fox drifted towards the USFL because they're like, well, we need something. So let's get this USFL thing going. Maybe we can get something there. Talks have already happened or at least feelers have already been sent out and Fox was just not being felt. I think Fox was like, I think, look, the way things happen in business, again, I don't know. But to me, this just smells like The Rock has been cooking this up with ESPN for a long time now. And if that's the case, and I say The Rock, but I mean Danny Garcia and everybody involved. Um, I think Fox was like, we're, we're, we're either was told that they're not going to be a partner. They saw the writing on the wall and they're like, okay, we need to figure something else out. Let's test drive this. Uh, TSL thing. Let's see how that goes. Because um, we need content. You know, come come April, what does Fox have? They have NASCAR and they have baseball once a week. Not a lot. Not a lot. And yeah. so ESPN's seems like they're always gobbling up all this content, even if it's, um, I don't know, marble racing uh, on ESPN2. Whatever it may be, ESPN always has something. And... At the end of the day, I think they might have the XFL too. 
I, I, I would be all about it. You know, I thought the presentation on ESPN was fantastic. Fox went for it a little bit more. But ESPN has the personnel who will go for it. I think in terms of production, Fox was a little quirkier and it was kind of it was fun in 2020. But the ESPN personalities, especially the sideline reporters and the people like Steve Levy calling XFL was really cool to me. I, I want to see the XFL uh, on ESPN again, if that if that's possible. And of course, uh, you know, big changes coming at. Uh, Com- or Comcast, NBC, Universal, whatever you want to call it, because they're getting rid of the sports network. It's going away. So they're going to they're not going to know hockey. So who knows what yeah, they're actually doing? They're going to have a whole different kind of strategy and a rollout of games. Um, obviously, the NFL is the big thing for them. Peacock is huge for the for the streaming. But the wind is blowing now towards maybe Disney and ESPN, and we know. Kevin LaForce, who's now with Redbird Capital, could get his money from Disney because they paid the most, I think, of all the networks for the NFL stuff. Well, that's because so. they're just not on regular television. You know, they're not on yeah. the uh, antenna TVs, but you're right. Well, uh, ESPN. They, they did now because they're going to do ABC games. Are all their games the on deal. ABC? Am no, I, I think there's going to be a select amount that are going to be Monday Night Football on ABC simulcast and also playoff Because I know games, regional... They're always on and ABC. And they're back on for Super Bowls as well. And that was all uh, Kevin LaForce, a part of that. So D- Disney is going to fork out some money for for sports. And the XFL has a guy behind the scenes now who knows how to get that money from them. So it could happen. ESPN, XFL again. It's, it's the CFL also already a relationship with ESPN in the States. Not that lucrative. But it's already there. There's a relationship there as well. It's true. Uh, it is not huge. Actually, I think it's bigger on ESPN Plus, if I'm not mistaken, too. Don't forget about ESPN Plus being a huge well, that's factor where in all I, of this, too. Yeah, that's where I watch all my CFL is on ESPN Plus, uh, just like I watch La Liga. I think I read La Liga got a billion dollars from Disney for to be on ESPN Plus and ESPN. I don't even well, know if they show the games on regular ESPN there. That's there's money to be had when you're talking about streaming rights. Money, I want the money. Give me the money. And and Disney and their networks that they have. So go get it. And the XFL has people behind the scenes who know how to do that, and also they know how to make great content. And hopefully, Brian, like Brian said, that final in that PDF that we just analyzed means something's coming soon. One can only hope. And I and you know for the first time in a long time when I say this that I don't want this show to age well, uh, parts of it won't because we're gonna have a huge announcement on Monday with the CFL going on and see how that affects the XFL. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what's gonna happen with this final? I, I noticed the final take. You know, lots of people are, are speculating on what they want this uh, to be, what they expect it to be. I think CFL fans maybe felt a little bit of relief. When it came to maybe we're not losing our game, maybe we're just going to be business partners with the XFL. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but either way, uh, I'm excited for what next week's going to bring us. Because again, buffet style, keep giving it to me. All you can eat cocktail shrimp. No, oh, I could do that. I think I could do that all day. Or sushi. I'm talking Ooh. fish and sushi. Yeah. The all light day. stuff. I'm with, you yeah, got exactly. to hit that international that. buffet where it's like, you know, you have... Your Asian foods over here, your Mexican foods over here, the, the American foods, just got Italian, and the salad bar that I'd nobody ever to, goes to at a buffet. 
I'm going to fast, I think, before I come out there in a few weeks then. Oh, I got the whole menu you planned try to for haul you. me to the buffets. But, oh, God, well, I got you planned here. Will we be doing a show from a buffet? Is that our plan? No, we'll do it in the pool. We'll do it in the back. In-person XFL shows coming at you probably Hot in tub July. Stay with tuned Alan for and that. Yeah, that, maybe that'll be a spin-off ep- uh, show. Um, but a fun episode, chock full of information. I felt like this one, actually, if you're listening on the podcast, at, at the very least, you should have that picture up on your phone or your computer or whatever. Not if you're driving, of course. But that's uh, supplemental uh, to the show today because we really dissected that thing. I think we went over everything there was to look at. Did we miss anything? Uh, well, there were some players think. on the picture. No, we had dissected the heck out of that. That was like, you know, any more dissection. Oh, and <laughs> what? And Elliot no, came in and tried to throw it out the window. That's how, that's <laughs> yeah. how much we dissected that. Thing right You're there. Ta- you just said the players that went up to the CFL this week, a lot of former XFL yep. 2020 uh, oh, players. T- t- Alan, Rashad Ross. Of, uh, him and I uh, don't, don't see eye to eye. Your, your Wildcats all the way, baby. Former Wildcat, um, former DC defender. Uh all the stuff that we normally talk about on this show, we didn't talk about this week because we actually had other stuff to talk about. Uh, Spring League's going into their final week of the season this week. I think there's a couple games that have playoff implications. So lots is still happening. Uh, so make sure you Watch check all those. that stuff out. Yeah. Um, and if there is anything to actually keep you updated on, well, you know what? We're going to have it for you every single Friday. So catch us here, right here on your favorite podcast app, Google. Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast, make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a comment, question, or a topic you want us to cover, we'll call or text the XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging and international rates do apply. Also, follow us on all social media platforms except TikTok and on Alan's favorite Facebook at XFL Show. <laughs> or if you want to say hi, hello, my friends, uh, subscribe and watch us on YouTube at XFL.show, the official website of this is the XFL show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting, oh yeah, pretty easy. And if you're a fan of the Tampa Bandits, shout out to you. And that's where I wanted to leave it off at, Brian. I'm feeling good. I'm confident in the CFL vote on Monday. I think that's going to be a yes. And we're going to have some football here pretty soon. We have football next week to watch Elf European Dude. League football. The only thing that we didn't cover, Alan, I will actually bring it up here as we're wrapping up because I don't – I almost worry to talk about it because it just feels like it's going to give me hope. And and as Red once famously said, hope is a dangerous thing. Um, Danny Garcia said we're months away from playing football in the field. Did you see that this week? Yeah, I saw online. people running with that. I, I I didn't think we wanted to go too deep into looking at that as much as the picture, but that's something to, I guess, keep in your back pocket for next week if something develops from that. But it says I, final, I like just, couple months away. As an XFL fan, are you kind of hoping the CFL doesn't vote to play this Friday because this Monday? Because then maybe that means there's actually hope for a 2022 season. Like, what does this all mean? If they're not actually going to merge, does it even matter? There's, we could go down so many rabbit holes. I'm just glad we dissected that picture. Yes. Uh, we wanted to do, we wanted to go over facts, what was in front of our face at least, and speculate from there instead of taking those words that might be out of context or might have been maybe a, a just an expression. I don't know. Wrong use of, of, of 
It's you know months and years. Don't want to say the wrong thing. It's always tough. You know, you get especially when you're in that NDA world. Any little thing you say, what it, what did Danny Garcia mean by that? If anything at all, that's something to maybe think about. But we don't want to go too far into it. But yeah, she did say. Was it a couple months? A few months? A few months away. Many months. <laughs> Many months. Uh, it's more than one. I don't know. Whenever I say I want some of those, I just say, can I have a couple of those? I don't mean two. I just mean a few. Give me some. So who knows? You know, time is time is linear. Time oh, isn't context. even real. Context so, is king. Exactly. Forget forget about it, and we'll we'll learn more when we learn more. We learned a little bit this week, a little bit more each and every single week, and we appreciate you joining us. And uh, thank you for subscribing everywhere that Bryant just told you about and hitting us up on that XFL fan line. That is uh, always fun to hear those sometimes voicemails that we could never air, but you send us personal messages, and we hear you. You know who you are. Thank you, and we love you. And we love doing the show. We'll be doing it again next week, maybe a couple times, or at least with some bonus content we've been mulling around. We'll see what comes of that, but definitely be covering a big week with that CFL announcement. I have, Bryant, two weeks left from this studio, so I'm going to enjoy them with you until I'm going to be doing the show from God knows where. We might be doing the show back-to-back for a month, actually. You might just be back there. (laughs) I might be over here and just doing the show back-to-back. That's a good idea because I'm going to be staying over my mom's a little bit, and I don't know if she has the the tolerance of me screaming late at night anymore. So we'll see what comes of that. Well, actually, I don't know. It's only 10 o'clock right now, so it's not that late. Oh, yeah, time. That's Three hours. Time, linear, not real. It's all context. Time is not real, and we love football. That's what we learned this week, everybody. We'll see you next week. For Bryant, I'm Allen. This is the XFL Show. Remember... They're listening. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, 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 ba.